When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, brides? Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today we are joined by Anaya Richards and her husband, Mikhail. Anaya is the founding editor at Teen Vogue and a blogger at NA Perfect World. Anaya Richards is a writer and a public speaker who is also a contributor to publications such as Condé Nast, Traveler, Vogue, and Pop Sugar. And today we're going to be talking to both of them about their beautiful Italian wedding and how she brought together their two cultures in the midst of a pandemic. So I just want to say hi to both of you. How are you? Hi, how are you? We're happy to be here. I love Betches Bride. We listened to it together. So we're excited to be here. And that's so exciting. The newsletter was kind of helping me during the wedding planning process, keeping things. Sometimes I actually had to mute it because I was like, oh, don't have that ready. Not gonna gonna take that on right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. So where are you guys right now? Are you in Italy or are you? Yeah, we're in Italy right now. That's amazing. Yeah, we just finished dinner. And we're just hanging out and about to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The House of Dragons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the last sorry. episode. Yeah. The last <laughs> I, episode. I just watched it last night. You guys are in for a treat. I'm so excited. That's what it's people so are good. That's what everyone's saying about this episode because it was a slow start. Um, it was a that, slow burn. Yeah. And so, but I do love a slow burn. Netflix usually recommends them for me. So. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys are going to love this episode. But okay, this could be a Game of Thrones recap podcast, but it's not. (laughs) So before we really get into everything, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you guys met, like your love story. I absolutely love love. So I'm so excited to hear this. Oh, thank you. We met when we were living in London. I was there for work for a few months. Michele, you had your startup app. He had a hospitality app. Yeah, yeah, I was living there. Um, I had like this like tech startup um, that we, you know, we, we launched there. We're like talking about like hospitality, building like this hospitality uh, software. And then, yeah, all of a sudden we we actually both, you know, we recently broke up with our respective like boyfriends and girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. And then we ended up meeting through friends and uh yeah you know started talking no we were at the same party but we didn't meet through like friends friends we had the same oh yeah we have friends friends, in common sorry but yeah and then we connected on hinge of course yeah after the party yeah who reached out first 
Michele, of course. I did. Of course. I mean, you guys can't see them because this is an audio medium, but they're being so cute. They're like looking at each other and smiling. It's like the listeners, you guys don't know what you're missing over here. This is so cute. So like, did you guys, how long were you together before you got engaged? A, A long time, I would say. Maybe well, really. point of views. Some people would say it's short times. Um, I think it was like four years, three years and a half. This year is five years. So it was four years uh, together and then one year of engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So this was okay. We got engaged last June. So yeah. Do that math. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> okay, rewinding the clock. A long time, I would say. Did you know mm-hmm. that he was the one? When we met? Yeah. Um, or like when you matched or was it kind of like it took no, you a minute? No, definitely took me a minute. Definitely. Yeah. More than a minute. <laughs> yeah, he knew. Maybe more than a minute. But it took me some time and then I was like, this guy's, this guy's a good guy. Let's see what's up. Let's see what's up. And then we were figuring everything out during COVID. Um, and that's when, you know, I was pretty sure I wanted to marry him because we were separated during COVID. Um, the first five months of it. Yeah, oh it was gosh. the first five months. Yeah. yeah. Because I I was in New York for a speaking engagement. I, I came back to New York, didn't think anything uh, of it. Was like, oh, I'll be back in like a month or three weeks right. or whatever. And then the world shut down and I couldn't fly back until that was March. And I couldn't fly back until the like, first week of July. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that has seemed to be a theme where no one really knew what we were getting into. We're like, oh, it'll be fine by, you know, Memorial Day. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's August. What yeah. is happening? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was a good test for us. Eh? You know, we were. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Um, but we weren't, I w- we weren't super bothered by it. We were always in communication, I felt. Yeah. I mean, they were like ups and lows. <laughs> yeah. And downs, you know? But I remember the balance pretty well. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But we recovered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How did you propose? I wanted to I wanted to propose on a hot air balloon in uh, in Turkey. But then obviously she was like, Oh, uh, I was like trying to to put that on the table. Like, oh, what would you like? You like hot air balloons here and there? She was like, No, I actually don't like them. I'm just not very excited about them. And I was like, All right. So Yeah, you had to like start rethinking everything. You're like, okay, yeah, gotta regroup. Like, oh, let's do, let's do this, uh, let's do this trip. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, I took advantage of the fact that we're going to Taormina, and uh, you know, we we have this thing that we want to, we always want to go to a place where it, it's at least new for one of us. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I never been to Taormina. It was the first time for me. Mm-hmm. I knew it was like a pretty uh, special place. Um, so I was like, okay let's let's do it you know yeah i i mean i think the biggest challenge it was about hiding the ring and the box i was just about to ask you traveling yeah, with a ring and <laughs> so stressful yeah because it was a yeah. short weekend it was just a long weekend and so we were like packed in a light way lightweight yeah, like you know? carry on just carry just one carry on sharing and one backpack oh you know? my gosh so as you can imagine she was like putting all of her stuff everywhere in my backpack and <laughs> I basically didn't have anything and I and I was hiding the ring in the backpack so oh my god I was like okay she's gonna find it she's gonna find it so I had to find this like little sneaky sneaky pocket in the backpack uh but then it was summer right so we we were wearing like 
like you know swimsuits and it was super hot in Sicily. Mm-hmm. So when I tried, and the box of the ring was not that small. So when I tried to put it in my pockets, you could see a bulge, right? So I was like, right. all right, I need to figure it out. So I, I actually started using these cargo pants from my high school times. Oh my God. I never cargo wore them. pants? Yeah. And then at oh that morning, when we were, we were about to go out, she, she comes out from the shower. She was like, why are you wearing those cargo pants? I never seen them on you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I think they're comfortable because we're going to do a hike today. She was like, and are you like, sure okay. about those? And I was like, yeah, I was like, and I remember making the conscious thought, well, I don't want to make him feel self-conscious about his fashion choices, so I'll let it go. So supportive, yes. but you, in your mind, were like, what is going on with these I pants right now? Yeah. Pants, I just but so. then, you know, we went out, we reached the, uh, the theater uh, in Taormina, you know, with an amazing view on the Gulf and mm-hmm. the sea. And uh, I just had to find the right spot in the right moment because it was really hot. And she was like ready to go home. She kept <laughs> saying like, how long, how long, how long till we go home? I was like, yeah, I just find a spot here and there because it was full of people and everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I didn't want like uh, public, you know. Yeah. Um, you wanted something a little bit private, a little bit secluded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're but taking then, her all around in these yeah, cargo shorts. The of this ancient Greek theater. Yeah, we like, found this spot and I pretended to take a picture of her from the back. I was like, oh, just look at the, look, look at the uh, landscape. I'll take a picture of you from the back. And yeah. And she turned around. I was there with the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Were you so surprised? I was so surprised. I was really excited. I was crying. But I also got very like, um, what's that guy in The Hobbit or The Lord of the Frodo? Rings? No, like the little green one. Oh, um, Gollum. Yes, because I was like, oh my gosh, my ring. my Because I like <laughs> the wind was coming and I was like, I don't want to yeah. lose my ring. <laughs> so I was kind of huddling too. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't want this to fall down the cliffside. So yeah, yeah you got to protect that. Exactly, protect the ring. <laughs> yeah, you got to protect the ring. It's very Lord of the Rings. We are very fantasy focused on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's amazing. So, how did you guys decide, like, land on the ultimate decision to get married in Italy? Is it because you're from there, or do you both have like an affinity Can for I it? Answer? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear your answer. She decided. I remember we were, where were we? Like in Sicily again or somewhere else, like on holiday in Sardinia, I remember. Curious. And we were talking about it. And she started being like super stressed, like crying mm-hmm. and this and that. I was like, what's going on? And my, my side of the family actually wanted to get married in the U.S. Oh, but okay. then, you know, like the organization and everything. And so I was like, okay, let's just, you know, we can do New York. And she was like, why would I, I remember the sentence that you said, why would I marry an Italian guy and not get married in Italy? It doesn't make sense. I was Honestly, like, all right. So I, I think agree. It's decided, you know? <laughs> I think it's been decided. Right? <laughs> and so, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine for me. And um, yeah, we just need to find the location. And No, I mean, if you're marrying an Italian, like you're getting married in Italy, you're not getting married <laughs> In the U.S. Exactly. That's, just, exactly. that's not happening. At one point, we were discussing two things, but then it was like the idea of which would be first. And even if it was a lunch in New York, and there's a lot of bureaucracy in getting married in Italy, like oh, the yeah. paperwork stuff. Oh, so okay. I was like, maybe we should just get married in the U.S. first and have the lunch there and then the big celebration in Italy. Like I had to go to how many signatures? Yeah, like six. 
Many, too many. People. Too many. Like too different many. appointments in government offices, counseling really? in New York, yeah. apostille in New York to get it translated, yeah. my birth certificate. I had to have four witnesses. So four of my childhood friends came to the New York consulate with me and and um, testified that I had, ne- had never been married before. <laughs> and was, yeah. yeah. Oh, so my it God. Was, it was, so it's a process that because um, I'm European. I had no idea. Uh, yeah yeah it's uh it's very simple on paper when you read it online mm-hmm. on the on the console of the website but then actually getting to the bottom of it it's really complicated because when you talk to somebody at the office to take an appointment they send you an email with the extra 10 bullet points with extra documents huh. that you need to request and so it's very bureaucratic and uh especially during like after COVID times everybody was working from home from these offices oh yeah so it was really hard to take an appointment and to go there and drop things. You have to ship them. I so it was a long and tedious process. Yeah. yeah. And most Americans that get married in Italy, if you're, you're marrying another American and it's not legal in Italy. So you can just have the ceremony here. Oh, okay. Most people too, they don't go through the whole rigmarole because there's no reason for that. Mm-hmm. Be legal. But because he's Italian, it, you had to go through this other process. Yeah, for me to get married here legally. Right. Yeah. So oh my God. yeah, it was it was quite quite the thing. Quite the thing. Yeah, because like you said, on paper it probably doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but because of COVID, I mean, I remember trying to get a passport. Exactly. Like last year, and it was the hardest thing ever because all of the agencies are so booked up. They're so like most of them are closed now. Like it's so crazy. So I can't imagine. Exactly. So it was pretty insane. And I think like dealing with the paperwork was also what made me at least forget the idea of having two two things. Yeah. Because the paperwork was like planning another event in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we just can do one one event and then we'll have to focus on the paperwork. Yeah. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. 
wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. What was your like initial vision for your wedding in Italy? Like, did you have one? Did either of you have it? Like, did you grow up like having this vision of this wedding? Well, there's a church in Bergamo that I loved, and it's like really ornate and colorful in the city that we live in. It's a chapel. A chapel. And so I really thought I was going to get married there. That was also more paperwork um, because I'm Episcopalian. It's a Catholic church, and oh, it's like a whole thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forgot about that part. So yeah. that yeah, was I didn't even think me. about that either. Yeah, because that's even if you wanted to go through the church, that would have been even more complicated. You oh know, my God. because yeah. she had to convert to some extent to a Catholic you church. You did? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, because okay. I was like, you did. Books and takes exams and this test, <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. It's yeah. Just, you know, so we no did a, we did it like what was the civil ceremony with the yeah. mayor of the town marrying us and so that nice guy though. great guy <laughs> great guy nice guy yeah, yeah so it was much much easier but yeah so that was kind of the first idea I had and then did you have any ideas about the place it was we were looking at different places we I mean honestly I always thought. I would get married in a church and I always criticize my sister. Um, not really my sister, like my, my sister husband that wanted to get married like in a town hall, like in a, mm-hmm. like a civil ceremony because I was like, the beauty, at least in Italy, is very traditional to get married in a church but because mm-hmm. of the ceremony really, you know, because of the environment and the church and decorations and everything. And so that's where I saw myself. Um, Until you maybe started going to American weddings with my friends that past fall, we went to three together. And he was like, this is so much more fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So much more exciting when it's not a heavy church and it's like anyone saying the vows. So he just kind of threw that tradition out the window. He was like, yeah. Yeah. These American weddings that were actually pretty fun and. I think there were the, the, the thing that we discussed is like they were more about the couple rather than about you know you know God and the Lord and everything. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is very very nice. It's very personal, and mm-hmm. people can actually you know give an input on how they know you and share that with other people. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so but yeah, in terms of location, everything. I don't know if you had any dreams or you know oh gosh no i didn't castles even... and your dreams <laughs> well you know i love a palazzo yes. <laughs> so so yeah i wasn't sure about locations i just knew i didn't want it to be one of the big things where people and you know people had inputs and were sending us places um and to me everything reminded me of what i described as the inside of a wedding cake 
that it was oh, too yeah. cookie cutter. It was too white. It was too like everything was white inside, like the drapings. And it, you couldn't tell if it was like a beautiful villa on Lake Como or something in the Alps. Like you couldn't tell the difference because everything was just looking so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love and like being a travel blogger, I love finding really cool places. And so for me, it always want like I've always wanted to have a really beautiful big villa that I could always have people over. And I wanted it to be that feeling that we were kind of throwing our own party. So I love that. And especially like you said, you're a travel blogger, like you travel, you write for a living about this stuff. So you really have a good eye and you really have a good idea of like, the feeling and the vibe that you want to give like yeah that you're just kind of having people over it's not just like a wedding it's like you're throwing this party for them that's what yeah that's exactly yeah. what I wanted and even for our weekend like I was considering it like planning it like a press trip <laughs> um, yeah. of having people over um I was gonna ask like did you plan like multiple day events because I feel like if you're doing a destination wedding like there's multiple days Exactly, which he didn't understand at first um, because that's not as normal here. Um, It's usually the wedding, the day. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, we have to have something the night before. So and everyone like always talks about us having our aperitivo, how we love a spritz every afternoon or evening together. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, we have to have aperitivo. Um, And we and he loves biking. He's a big mountain biker. um, And so. So you guys went on like a bike ride? Yeah, Yeah. my, my eight month. Um, my eighth, eight month pregnant maid of honor. Like I didn't count her because she's eight months pregnant. And right. the, the night before she goes, you're trying to exclude me from the bike trip. I can do it. <laughs> so, and she did it. She did it. She and her husband came along. Like she was keeping up. Um, so yeah, it was ended up being 14 people because as soon as people heard about, then you had people that were like, I love to bike. And they did a tour of his family's knitwear company before. So people heard that there was a bike ride and they just were like, okay, we'll come. And you're <laughs> like, I didn't expect everybody to want to go on a bike, but okay. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. And especially like your maid of honor. I mean, what a good friend. Yeah, she was, she was at every event, everything she was with. Yeah. And so, and that was cool because they were in, she was in Cinque Terre before. A lot of my friends, they were on all of the lakes. They were in Cinque Terre. They were in Venice. So a lot of friends and family that visited either before or afterwards, they made a trip out of it. Some people, anniversary trips. um, Other people, like, they just hadn't been outside of the U.S. since COVID. So it was really, that was my favorite part, how much everyone was enjoying. Yeah, they were like enjoying themselves in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot, especially because of, I mean, well, because of COVID is people are doing destination weddings a lot more because it gives them an excuse to like get out of the U.S. And then everybody else is down to go because they haven't been able to go on a vacation in years. So that's really amazing that you guys kind of threw that all together and like gave people a really good reason to come to Italy. Yeah, it was it was really spend their awesome. time and and like all and it, it was cool is bringing our two worlds together because it they like our parents have met but and some friends but like not really because yeah we've just been living lives between two continents so seeing them all together was super bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably like this is really crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really- see a different culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was and it was really cool because I think the Italians really loved the American culture. 
Yeah. They were just like really feeling it like people because Northern Italians are really reserved. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so it brought them out of their shells. And, you know, us Americans, we are not. (laughs) And New Yorkers, like (laughs) we are not. And and New Yorkers are used to Italian Americans that are usually from the South. So So they like don't understand (laughs) being reserved. (laughs) Like, hey. So it was really cool. It was really. Yeah. A lot of energy. <laughs> were you were you limited to how many guests you could invite, or like how did you choose that list of people to bring or to it to have there? Well, we decided to have. I mean, you know, as she was saying, like we wanted to have kind of like a party mm-hmm. kind of vibe for the wedding. So we didn't want it to be like too big and mm-hmm. having people that they were not actually very close to us. Mm-hmm. So we decided to be around hundred people maximum. And then, you know, we started, like, drafting this list. And we also wanted to be, like, around 50-50. Mm-hmm. Were, like, Italians and, or, like, the, at least my side and her side. Um, yeah, we just, I think it was pretty natural, right? So we we kind of, like, had, like, a B list uh, mm-hmm. where people were, like, <laughs> reserved. Uh, but we didn't really have to use that that much, right? I, well, one of our favorite guests was from the list of, like, if just other people didn't RSVP. And, you know, we had, like, people bringing partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, did you have people, did you allow them to bring plus ones? Some people, it depended. No, we had a rule, unless you were married or living together, which is my maid okay. of honor did that for her wedding. And so she told me that that's a normal rule. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of set that in. And then, you know, we had, like, I would say maybe one friend who was living with her partner, but when – Michele met them at a wedding that we went to. Maybe you were very strict about this. I was super strict about it. Yeah. You were like, you had criteria. like, how long you guys been dating? Like, more than one, <laughs> yeah. year, less than one year. Listen, I, I like, totally together, get that. You know? And then every time she was finding a name she didn't know about the girl, like, do you know this person? I was like, yeah. Have you met her? I was like, yes, a couple of times. Oh, do you? So <laughs> do you think that's enough? It's like, that's the girlfriend of my best friend or whatever, you know? I think it's. I think she's girlfriend. Yeah, but they should come. Like, they don't need to be married to come to our wedding. No, that's like a really big thing. Is like no ring, no bring. It's like I don't really want to like pay one hundred and fifty dollars for your plan. I don't really know who you are. Like, and also they're in the photos, and then and it's like so. For example, I had a friend who messaged me and said, "What about?" um, I noticed I don't have a plus one. Um, Within. I didn't answer him right away within days of that. So I would say maximum three days. Never mind. She decided that we're no longer together. So it's like things like that. Yeah. You're like, this is kind of why I didn't give you a plus one. Yeah. (laughs) Things like that. That like, I don't want you to bring, like just feel the need to bring someone. And then we had single people there that I was like, people can meet and mingle. Right. <laughs> you could make a love connection in Italy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, many people were counting on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I think it was I feel really solid about the the I mean, there was situation. some gossip, but we cannot talk about it. No, we cannot talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel really solid with the what like our decisions about dates and and i think it was a really amazing group that we brought together so no one was like feeling like a single 
that people were hanging out in groups and making plans. And after the wedding, I had a friend reach out and was like, hey, a bunch of us are in Milan. Can you start a text message chain to connect all of us? Oh, my God. And yeah. So it was things like that were happening. So it was really, really cool. So I so I don't I'm not worried at all about if anyone was feeling lonely. I don't think anyone was feeling lonely. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. They were ready to party in Milan. Exactly. Afterwards. They were traveling together, meeting up in other places. So they were good. They were really That's good. amazing. Yeah. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So along with planning a wedding during COVID, this was also a multicultural wedding, as you told me. Um, so tell us about your experience as a woman of color, getting your makeup done in a different country, your hair, like how, what was that experience like? You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like sipping his water. Oh, that was pretty stressful. So it so with hair and makeup, um, mm. there are some really amazing hair and makeup artists for women of color, black women hair. Um, they were the like few that I knew were booked and busy. Um, and this mm-hmm. is asking them in February. Um, and okay. so, yeah, for August. And they were, so that's like eight months out, 10 months. Yeah, that they yeah. were. And because, oh, sorry, our wedding was in August. Mm-hmm. And Italians take their holidays very seriously. Oh my god, you're right. So, oh yeah. So it's so our wedding was August 29th, the end of holidays. But some people were like, "Oh, I'll still be away on holidays." <laughs> and, um, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. yeah. So so that so I had a um, so I was asking around. He was trying to help me because he knew I was so stressed about that. Um, like finding a, um, hairstylist that can do natural hairstyles isn't, isn't the easiest in general here. Um, I had a friend who is a global director of a hair company and she's based in the U S and she's, she lived in Sweden for a while, worked throughout Europe and she's like, Ooh, it's going to be hard in Italy. And she recommended someone in France and I spoke to a woman amazing. She, I knew she was going to do like the kind of hair that I would like the, like the quality level I would Mm -hmm. like. Um, but then I would have to fly her out. And I was like, Mama doesn't have the budget for that. Yeah, I was about to ask. I'd be like, would you have to fly her to Italy? <laughs> yeah, from both. At least from it was from France to Italy. But it was still like, this is getting ridiculous. Like, I Yeah, like, do I have to do this? Right. Yeah. So I, I got a godsend. I had a friend who is a designer here. And she is a black Italian designer based in Rome. And she recommended someone that she used once on a photo shoot. 
Um, and I, and it was, it was funny because I wasn't a hundred percent sure at first. I was like, Oh, I don't know about her book. It wasn't like that amazing, but she did such an amazing job. She was from Amsterdam and, and she's one of those people that just like, isn't that great at social media. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so if I was just basing, judging her based on Instagram, I would have missed, missed out. Um, so, but I was really happy. I decided to have the test with her. And she was great. And then for the second makeup artist, um, she, and so she did my hair and makeup, but we okay. did another makeup artist. And he actually found the second nice job. Artist. And she was good too. She was amazing as well. And and they both um, had really good energy for the day, which is so important. You know, like so they, important. they were really calming, and they weren't frazzled, and um, they were both like really chill and that was really important um and i remember I, i've been in weddings before where like the the bride's mom is arguing with the hairstylist and Gosh. so like I didn't yeah want that. yeah you <laughs> so, just want chill vibes good vibes exactly, good energy exactly. exactly and so they were like exactly on the right energy page so but that was a huge added stress that like it made me kind of, it was like, we can admit it made me really angry. Cause I was like, this is like an extra stress that I wouldn't have if I was having it in the U S and yeah. like some lack of options in Italy. Like sometimes I would get super angry. So we almost yeah, didn't like get married about because it. of this. <laughs> so like she, she makes it sound easy and like she was like, she found this and that, but it took months. It took months and she was super upset with me. Because we were in Italy at some point, you know, because like <laughs> yeah. this country, like you, you guys don't understand other cultures, you don't have people, why do we have to be here? And I was like, oh, well. You have every right to be mad. Yeah, yeah. That I, it's I, ridiculous. And I, I didn't understand. I was like, is that that hard to find somebody to pick up your hair? I mean. And you knew it was. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, and you knew it was. It was something that, you know, we discussed ad nauseum about not the lack of diversity here, but the lack of opportunities for diverse people in different industries. And so that was the issue. And so it was, it was, it was tough, but but we got through it. And he was always like, giving helpful suggestions and I didn't really but I was being calm and helpful right you were you were you were you're being that's good yeah he was and so did you have any problem with like a language barrier like do you speak Italian I know obviously he does but I'm wondering if you do yes um and then in the language where in like the wedding planning stuff right Oh, yeah. So I speak, I understand more Italian than I speak. And then usually when we're meeting with both with a person who's speaking mostly Italian, um, he would be speaking to them. But it was also important for us that the people working the event or like, you know, the vendor that they could speak some English because there would be like interacting with guests. Um, We wanted Mm -hmm. people that, that were comfortable with English. Like the venue, amazing. They have friends with a restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, like the venue is how our wedding came together. So they were fine with the English part. Um, photographer, her English was okay. Um, and the hair and makeup artist, the, she was actually from Amsterdam and, but, and spoke English. And you're the woman that you chose, Sylvia. She was from Italy and but she spoke English. She did? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of, but it was important for us that they were able, they had some basic English um, at least the vendors. So like if I had to speak to them on the day of that, it wouldn't be a, a thing. Yeah. 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 
Because, like, it would probably be, like, that difficult for you, but maybe, like, your guests, like, just having a hard time, like, figuring things out, you know? No, she, let's, let's, let's also say that she took that an excuse to give, to give a lot of stuff to me to organize, you know? As, like, oh, I you kind of love that. You speak to them. You, you, you better call them because you speak Italian. They understand you better. So, it's eventually, true. I ended up making a lot of calls also about transportation. The because, transportation. Oh, they did not speak any English. Yeah. So that was all That was complicated, the logistics. Because we married, we got married in another city. It was one hour and something away from where oh, we okay. live and from where people were staying in the hotel. So we, mm-hmm. had to organize, we had to organize shuttles to go there. And it was doing dinner. So we, had, we needed shuttles to come back to mm-hmm. Bergamo. Yeah, the logistics for shuttles is very complicated. No matter what language you're speaking. He's a logistics guy. He loves, he loves, or he is... I was like, honey, I think you need to go into wedding planning because he loves a Google Drive. He was like asking me, like, do you have an idea about the flowers? Like sending me things, sending me screenshots, like Google Drive, Google folders, Excel sheets. He's He's organized. Yeah, he's got like a, I was like. Budget. That's that's, wasn't (laughs) it. Yeah, the budget. But, you know, that's. You know, yeah, because can... for her, she was like, "Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's let's have like three cars and four buses." And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Slow like, down. There is, there is a page on the budget with the budget on that Google sheet. Like, have you have you checked that out? Because you know, seems like you don't know the numbers. But and I she was like, the... "Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it." But, but like, I knew I don't the numbers, so. and and honestly, the numbers are so much more reasonable compared to American weddings, and that's why I was never as nervous about the numbers because. Oh, as... is it less expensive there? Yeah. Well, it depends. If you go to Lake Como, it depends. You know, exactly. Exactly. You you know, if you want to do like something super flashy and like you want to do like very touristic places, Mm -hmm. then I think it can get very expensive. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. But compared to the average wedding, the average location, I think it's much cheaper. Also, the services and And the dinner. Yeah. And even with friends that had like a small thing, like things like the open bar, even with friends that had a small thing at, restaurants in brooklyn the whole cost the cost of just their bar would i mean be like food and price. beverage is so expensive like you don't really realize it until you're like in it and you're like oh absolutely. you know because you don't want to be that person that has a cash bar no offense no absolutely so, you know like that, that was never an option and we also knew like my friends my godmother people drinkers we like yeah, drink. they're they're ready to have a good time we love a, we love a cocktail and so it was just like that was never i don't think i've ever been to a wedding with the cash bar no offense to people that have cash bars for their weddings but like we just couldn't that was just not and it was also something that we thought of that you know people were if they were in italy and they they weren't they were from italy but they were still driving an hour mm-hmm. people were flying across the the um, they were coming the by ocean. airland and sea exactly so, so you, you guys get married them good food and drink absolutely <laughs> what kind of food did you have like what was really important for you to have mm-hmm. at your wedding like any that's traditional italian food venue. yeah that's how we kind of decide on the venue like i knew the place was right. gonna be beautiful <laughs> chef's romantic. kiss yeah he, I, I knew he was going to be convinced because i they're also a farm so it was all farm to table and when he saw their cheese he was like Salt. Like, Hell <laughs> um, yeah! This is yeah. we're doing this. It was. It's really hard to explain because I mean, we we picked this location and it was all, it was actually the only location we visited. Mm-hmm. So we were sold the first time. I mean, she was especially sold the first time. But they 
they convinced me as well, especially when we were about to talk business. The guy that is also like the owner and the, the, the used to be the chef of the mm-hmm. place was like, oh, wait a minute. He, came, he went to the kitchen. He came back with a chopping board with some cheese and some ham that they make. And he opened a bottle of wine that oh. they make as well or something. He was like, okay, now we can talk. And oh, oh wait, with the bread, bread, the bread, it was like warm bread that he just made from the oven. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys take, you help, you, you help yourself. And I'm not even oh. a big bread person, but that yeah. bread. And to me, the conversation started there and it finished there. No, I already <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He's like, I'm yeah. going to get these like, guys This is the vibe. This is my vibe, you know? And then every time we did like the tastings, you know, I was expecting, you know, a, a, a standard wedding tasting where they gave us a list of things and we chose but then when we did the tastings, it was like these full multi-course meals where they just kept bringing food. And I was like, Michaela, tell them that we're here for the tasting. We're not just here for dinner. <laughs> because they just kept bringing out food. And oh, it was incredible. It was like pretty traditional Italian food to the region. But they could do all kinds of food. And then during the happy hour, they had like fresh. They had this delicious steak tartare. And then they had the oven yeah. going. The kids loved the pizza oven. Yeah. I think <laughs> oh, it was that's so cute. Yeah, it was the perfect balance between a gourmet food and a, like a homemade food. You yeah, know? and my friend who's in the food industry, um, she's like working with sustainable startups. She was like, it was the best meal she had in Italy, and she had the vegetarian option. Um, wow. Yeah, and so we felt, and that was something we felt super comfortable with that everyone will walk away having a really good meal. We worried that they would be too stuffed mm-hmm. <laughs> because when we had the tastings, he often had to go to get, you had to take walks. Yeah, yeah, it was too cool. <laughs> you would get up and like go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, because I felt I, I had to finish everything, you know, in the plates, but it was just, I didn't understand it was like multiple. And it was probably so, like you said, so delicious that you just yeah. couldn't stop. Yeah, and so we had a risotto. Um, we had like two first courses. The antipasti. And at first, it first. was yeah. You know, we had the starters, but at first, with the first course, I was like, "Oh, here's the two. They're going to choose between one." And he's like, "No, no, they get both. <laughs> they get a risotto and they get um, a tagliate, like a like a noodle, uh, a flat broad pasta. Tagliatelle. Tagliatelle. And then what was the next with course? Saffron and- oh yeah, with saffron. That was super good. The meat. And what was the next course? It was oh my the gosh, meat. you guys are making Atlanta. me hungry. Yeah, the taliat. And then what did the vegetarians have? I don't even know. It was a quiche. They had the quiche. Oh, my mom loves that quiche. Yeah. I don't know the starters for them. But. They had it. There was just it. And it just was, it kept coming. The food kept coming. <laughs> it was yeah. so good. So, yeah, that was what, that and the look of the place is what helped us decide on the venue. You are like, this is where we're getting married. Yeah. yeah. It was like this historical mansion, but it was also not perfect. And that's what we wanted. We, we didn't want it to be too pristine and too perfect. And it was mm-hmm. like a renovation and process. Yeah, like, you wanted to feel like a little cozy. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was like very like kind of that shabby chic. Like it felt like it was probably like our house that we were we were working on different parts of it at once. And like they had this beautiful old tower, the bell tower that they're like, Ooh, don't go up there. The bell. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now I have to ask about the dress. Oh yeah. Tell me about the dress. The dress. Oh yeah. I was super excited. So I went to a lot of different why are you laughing? Because there is an adventure, you know, behind everything <laughs> with the dress, like back and forth and forth from US with this dress and your oh, suitcase. Yeah. So we went to so I went to a few different bar- bridal boutiques with my mom. And nothing ever in New York. In New York, yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't really look in Italy. Um, and nothing ever felt right. Or I saw some stores in Italy and then I saw some, um, yeah, some bridal stores and it wasn't as here. They weren't as like a moment that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And every, every dress I saw, I really liked, but I also had this weird idea. Like I would immediately think, oh, well, this is cool. Cause I could also dye this black and wear it like if for a formal or something this winter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to feel like that about my wedding dress. Like I kept saying, oh, you this wanted is it to be a moment. moment. Yeah, I wanted it to be a moment. And so I was having coffee with a friend who used to work at Brides. And she's like, did you try Glamour Closet? And I was like, what is it? And she's like, it's this boutique. And they have one in New York. They have one in Chicago. They have one in San Francisco. And they have partnerships with all of the top wedding dress designers from like Neil Khan, Vera Wang, et cetera. And they get their samples. So if it was like on a fit model or anything like that, and they get them in different sizes, but it's essentially like a luxury, a couture luxury bridal sample showroom, but you have to make an appointment and mm-hmm. it's a private showroom. That sounds amazing. It was amazing. And so when in there, the lady Christina was super helpful. Like I really didn't even know what style I wanted. And we tried on a few different you things. You knew the energy. Like you knew like yeah. the same with your venue. Like you wanted a vibe. You wanted a moment. Exactly. But you didn't know really what that looked like. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so I saw something hang. So I went there in before the holidays. And then she said, oh, the next seat. We're getting the new season stuff in February. So I was like, okay, perfect. After Italy, I'll come back. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did, and I saw this Oscar de la Renta dress hanging and I used to do PR at Zach Posen. And I first, because of the corsetry, I thought it was Zach Posen. So that's why I was like, Ooh, and then I tried it on and I knew it was one. My mom was super excited. She was like, I always had a feeling you would wear Oscar de la Renta. (laughs) That's so iconic. Yeah. It was like, it was such a moment. The thing about um, this boutique is that sometimes they'll have a few sizes and then other times it's just that size. So for this one, it was just that size. Um, and it was from the last collection he made before he passed away. So it was just that size. So and it was like, it was like not to be big, but it was three sizes too big for me. Um, oh and so God. and but they have a list of, um, of, of tailors that they work with. And oh, so had the list of tailors. Um, she gave me a price estimate about what um, the tailors would cost. And I was like, okay, that sounds okay. But maybe because I have a great tailor here in Italy, I was like, 
maybe it'll be just be cheaper if I could find a really good tailor in Italy to do mm-hmm. it. Um, so brought the dress here and I was always flying back and forth with the CMT next to me and my wedding dress. How many times did you have to bring it back and forth? Two, no? Two, yeah. So I mean, that's two. a lot. Yeah. So to bring one, a dress on a like international flight. Yeah, yeah, flying coach. <laughs> oh my gosh, with your dress. Yeah, with my dress, like just me and my dress. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I had it in the seat next to me because at first I had it above. Like I would sometimes start it with it above, but I had this weird uh, paranoia of saying, like I had like someone spilt something in their luggage once before up there. You never know. Oh yeah. So I would just put it next to me by the time when the flight took off, I would just bring it down and put I mean, it next Yeah, to you're me. not putting an Oscar de la Renta dress in a suitcase. Exactly. Like you just like exactly. cannot do that. I would be, if you had told me that you did that, I'd be so mad at you. I'd be like, exactly. what do you mean you shoved that thing in a suitcase? Like, hey, you this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so I had it next to me. And then, um, so we get, got here. Honestly, the tailor didn't, the one we spoke to, she, like, they didn't really know what to do with it. Like, I they, I don't think they had worked with the Oscar de la Renta dress before. And a few people that I knew their dresses were nice, but weren't like that thick material and the bustle mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, they're not as, sometimes in general, they're not as ornate as, um, they can be pretty commonly ornate in the U.S. Like the mm-hmm. idea of a bustle, like things like that, like didn't really translate here. Uh, okay. So I was super nervous. And so I said, you know what? I'm bringing it back to New York. Um, I went on 39th Street to a really amazing tailor. She used to work for Vera Wang, Ellen, and she killed it, did an amazing job. And like, yeah, it was. Because the tailor really could have done a number. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want just someone hemming it. And like, no. And it was hell. And Ellen had to kind of reconstruct a part of it, like take it out and in, but keeping the same boning and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I needed someone that knew how to do that and knew and had worked with like couture pieces before, which she had. And so I felt way more comfortable, like once it was in her hands. But yeah. then she had to edit to amend the veil in Italy, right? So mm-hmm. she came back again oh. with the dress and because the, the veil. Because the veil was easy. So the veil was easy. So she was like, let me do that in Italy. So we had to go to the tailor in Italy again. My just, tailor. Your tailor. Just with, the, just with the veil and get that done. Yeah, but that was no big deal. Like the veil, I was totally fine with them mm-hmm. doing it because it was adding a trim from the dress, from the extra pieces from the dress I wanted oh, to connect nice. to the trim of the veil. Um, and yeah, I was totally fine with, I trusted them t- with the veil. Yeah. Though. Just not, not with the Oscar de la Renta boning. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm super curious. Like how did you each decide like how to showcase your cultures and during the wedding? Like how did you decide like who was going to do what? So we decided that the wedding, so the idea was, okay, we're going to do the wedding in Italy following, mm-hmm. you know, like the ma- the civil ceremony function. Um, the way we do it in Italy, but we're gonna have the American setting, you know. Mm-hmm. So also with the speeches, with the vows and stuff that in Italy they don't really exist, you know. Oh, so with okay. the yeah, so I had to do vows that I you know never did before in my life. His was amazing. And I had to understand what vows. 
yeah, I had to do, I had to watch a tutorial online, you know, because oh my God. I wasn't That's really so sure what to say. I was like, how does it work? Like, I do, do I have to do an intro? Then I found out I had to do some specific, I had to say some specific sentences. Yeah. I think otherwise, you know. So did you both write your own vows? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do a first look or did no. you, was the first no. look, look at the aisle? First look was on the aisle because we were thinking about first look, but it was a matter of timing that we just couldn't. We just yeah, didn't have we the time to late, do it. Yeah. But yeah. it was something that I I had to explain to him, and we were explaining like the positives and negatives of it because where we wanted to take a lot of our photos was where partly where the aperitivo, the cocktail hour, was going to be. So that's one of like one of the reasons we're like, yeah, we should do first look so we can get the shots there. Mm-hmm. But it actually, the people didn't move over. They were all kind of <laughs> around the pizza oven area. So like, yeah. so we were able to take our photos there afterwards. But it came down to timing why we didn't do first look. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. And things like the flower girl, that's not normal here, right? The they don't flower, do flower girl? girls in Italy? Um, they kind of do. Yeah, in the church. Yeah. In the church? I don't yeah, remember do any that. of them. I haven't seen any. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that? Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen very many Italian weddings with the flower girls. No, sometimes you have your sister or whatever. The little baby? Yeah. Or no. a younger? You can have like an older person doing it, but oh, depends, you know? okay. Oh, okay. I, we're thinking flower. Okay. okay. Yeah, we had we had a toddler. We had yeah. um, our officiant's oh. daughter do it. and That's so cute. She And she walked down the aisle and then she turned around. And then spread the flowers slowly in front of her. It was super oh my gosh, cute. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, and then, the officiant um, was one of um, my best friends from growing up. And she is also a writer. So it was really wonderful. And she went on our, ver- we were we were visiting her one of our first vacations together. Yeah. So she was able to bring that into the speech and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So- I think like the moment of the wedding, you could really see like the two cultures overlapping because we had to have the mayor saying the uh, those sentences like by law, you know, reading these documents yeah. and actually declaring us like um, married mm-hmm. essentially. But then we didn't want the wedding to finish like that to be that dry, so we wanted to have his, her friend uh, being the officiator. So before we had the mayor speaking we wanted to do our vows and our friend like doing the speech mm-hmm. then we had the mayor slot in it and okay. i had to explain to the mayor you cannot say this and that you cannot say anything about the rings uh you cannot say anything about kissing and, and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. because then our friend officiator needs to say that and he was really confused it was like but that's the thing i had to read so he had all this all these notes and he was you know putting bars and stuff that he was not supposed to say <laughs> And, but he was a cool guy. He was like, okay, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I read the the, uh, the articles and everything and you guys sign for me, it's fine. So I had to explain that. But then, you know, it was this moment where he was reading. And then effectively we were married. But then we had again her friend saying, oh, now you can exchange the rings and kiss. Yeah. To make it more, be more, you know, real and fun. Yeah. And then for Naomi's speech, we had we had a, uh, the Italian translation for the guests that didn't speak oh, English. Nice. His oh, yeah. best man, trans- so bef- because we didn't want to read it and see it, his best man translated it for us and for, for her so that we yeah. connected them. And so then we had it printed out on the t- on the chairs and stuff. So oh, everyone could be a part nice. of both, both parts of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was at my one of my best friends got married in Mexico over like last winter, and he had did a similar thing with Spanish and English because a lot of his family is, yeah. you know, they speak Spanish. So, for couples who are planning a multicultural wedding, what would be like your top words of wisdom advice for them? That it's about the idea of bringing two cultures together. Um, for us, I know we keep saying like vibes. It's it's <laughs> just vibes. It's, it's just like the vibe. It's more about the feeling that you want everyone to feel welcome and at home. Um, because he wanted my people to feel welcome at home. I wanted his people to feel comfortable with my people and mm-hmm. them to be welcoming together. So you're really, I think the best part or the most important part is to create the right atmosphere for that. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I, you know, was not used to it, but I think the meet and greet event, it's like super important, you know? And um, I mean, even for me, when I was like attending these weddings, not ours, but like your friend's weddings Mm -hmm. in the US, to me as a foreigner, like not knowing any of these people, for me, like this this dinner the day before, the night before, it was super important because I, I get to know people and the day, the day after I could actually uh, recognize people, you know, and I was Yeah, uh, and was like connect with them and dance yeah. with them and yeah. It was so much easier than, otherwise, you know, you have these groups doing weddings of people that already know each other and nobody speaks to each other. So mm-hmm. I think that's super important to me. Mm-hmm. I would do that again. Uh, you can do that in different forms, obviously. Um, we yeah, had a cocktail like, party or whatever. Yeah, we also did the biking and we visited the museums and stuff. But um, yeah, I think that's... The idea of activities or something besides the actual marriage ceremony. I, um, I Like those kinds yeah. of activities to bring everyone together and have them form memories together besides on the night of. Because the day of, it's right. really... You know, the whole thing is about you. But the day of is particularly about you as a couple. But the I think the days around it is about also them forming memories yeah. around your wedding together. So that was that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. That's really lovely. I love that. And yeah. you guys are amazing. And I just want to say thank you guys both for coming on the podcast. And tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and read your travel, your travel blogs. You can find me on Instagram. N N E Y A. Where do you want to be found, Michele? Me? Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many social channels. No, I don't know. Like, on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> so many platforms. We have a podcast that we're gonna restart, so oh, you yeah. can find amazing. And there at Do You Guys Pod. Yeah, follow her, and you're gonna find a lot of pictures of me. She makes yeah. fun of me all the time <laughs> about things I say and how I cook. Incredible. And that so, it's, yeah, you find me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the her main topic. So oh, yeah, oh, of okay. course. Yeah. But well, yeah. I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining us today, and till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.